mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo. Of feathery, weather and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both when Zach kicking it cooler than two. Penguins till Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Friday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here. To talk about Eagles, Vikings, we've got some bird on the street to get to, the latest news and notes from the Novacare Complex. We've got Swooper, a two-point week after a tie last week that he uh, points carry over, two points up for grabs. So if you're in the live chat, give some Swooper submissions to see if Marissa may uh, take some for herself. We've got our Crystal Ball Eagle predictions. we got a lot to get to. Marissa, how are you? I'm great. It's Friday. It's like that awesome Friday feeling. You guys have a weekend free. How are you feeling? Well, we've got to be at the Novacare Complex tomorrow. Oh, sure. Practice tomorrow, but you have a Sunday free. So Sunday free. So I I joked the other day how whenever the Eagles play the Vikings, there's there used to be this this double A gap blitz thing that would always be brought up. Well, I have a shtick that I always seem to bring up when the when there's a Monday night game. And it goes back to my first year covering the Giants when Tom Coughlin would wouldn't know what day of the week it was, right? He, it would be it would be a Friday, but he would think it's a Thursday. It would be a Wednesday, but he would you know it, he would be all over the place, right? Because you're on that football week. Well, I kind of feel the same way. Yes, this is a Friday, but this is like a Thursday to me, right? Because we have the Thursday schedule. So uh, yesterday felt like a Wednesday, and it was a Thursday. Tomorrow's a Saturday, but we'll be at Novacare Complex, right? So uh, uh, the Monday games always throw me off in that regard. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you. Don't you have kids? I do have kids, doesn't, yes. Don't, don't, doesn't your entire life run on their schedule, on their school schedule? Emily does would tell really you. Feel, Emily would does tell it you, really feel like a Thursday to you, knowing that this yeah. is their last day of school so, this week? So this is not an exaggeration. Emily would say that our lives revolve around the Eagles schedule. So, um, so to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, I knew it was Friday, but tomorrow, but it doesn't feel like a Friday. Typically there's a feeling on a Friday at the Novacare complex, right? You know, you're kind of wrapping things up for the week. You've spoken to guys throughout the week. You have a sense that, you know, you're, you're ready on a Friday afternoon. The hay is in the barn with your work. And, uh, this is very much, we're in the, we're in the middle of it. So it's, it, it feels odd. You know, Brandon Graham said, it's a, it's, it's a Friday. Are you guys going to so-and-so tonight? And, uh, no, I mean, I'm, it's a school night for us. We we're, we're at, we're at Novacare tomorrow. Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, all right. Zach, I do have a don't... comment that I have to share real quick in the chat. So if you guys, if our listeners do not know that we are on cameo and Brian mm. just shared a comment that says my sister and I have birthdays six days apart. I got her a BWF cameo, and meanwhile, my friend got me a BWF cameo completely independently. We are all such sickos. So that is some great Friday news and great sickos, I would say. Well, I mean, that is uh, that's great, but that is pathetic, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I could say you the cameos. Some new hobbies. <laughs> so the cameos have have turned into your own private Birds with Friends episode. Yeah. You know, yes. we we have it's it's like there's a best of the cameos. I think the. Uh, I don't like calling you guys sickos, you, you, but uh, the people who are loyal listeners and viewers, you would enjoy those cameos. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I know that's right. We're going to have like right. 30 of them tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right. Well, there is uh, there is still plenty going on at the Novacare Complex, so let's send it on over to the Stone Cold Newsman himself, Zach Berman. He's got all his buttons buttoned. Let's send it over. The Eagles were on the practice field this afternoon, and they are relatively healthy. 
They still have an open spot on the 53-man roster. I don't anticipate that being filled before the game. Uh, but Jack Stoll was the only player who had an injury that is of relative concern. He did practice on a limited basis yesterday. Everyone else was more rest-related, and then we'll, we'll see how it goes today when the, when, the, when the report comes out. Otherwise, not much as far as hard news from the NovaCare Complex. I can tell you that Darius Slay, uh, I wouldn't call this news. I would call this more just kind of the, the uh, being your eyes and ears. Uh, this this has, has caught um, some attention uh, via the television shows and social media. Darius Slay calling, he, he called A.J. Brown swole Batman, and then he calls Devontae Smith skinny Batman and Quez Watkins fast Batman. He said they have no Robins. They all have Batmans, just of of, of different of different types. So I, I I don't know if that would come in in the top of a news segment, you know, in, in the Cronkite era. But if 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 we are, you know, if I'm doing a hit from from the note from the Novacare Complex, and they say give me the mood of the team, that's a little color, a little anecdote for you there. So with that, back to you in the studio, Bo. Hard hitting stuff, Zach. Thanks so much. <laughs> Happy to do it. Wow, really? There really is nothing going on, huh? We're in week no, two. No, so we already had Batman stuff. <laughs> well, I was I was commenting uh, with someone that look, there's there's no major. I, I mean, not to belittle Derek Barnett, and we spoke about Derek Barnett's injury all, already, but there's no major injury question. Like, is this guy going to play? Is this not? If you're covering the Baltimore Ravens this week, then you're saying is J.K. Dobbins going to play, right? Um, but if, if if you're covering the Steelers this week, it's how are they going to replace T.J. Watt? But if you're covering the Eagles this week, as as we are, um, there's a lot of how discussion does about how you feel about the death of the Queen. Well, that was that that was I I was laughing out loud on a few of those exchanges. It is great to have the Wolf's Den back. But my 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 point being, there are there's there's a lot of discussion about say Jonathan Gannon's defense, right? That's the question you get hit on the most. There's questions about Devontae Smith's targets, which we discussed in the previous pod, both of those. But there, but but there's no like uh, you know, we need to ask Nick Sirianni this at the start of the press conference because there's not that that hard news angle this week. You know, speaking of that, Zach, uh lots of lots of you know content this week. Everybody should read your Marcus Epps story. I thought that was a, a good peek into the life of a player who is all of a sudden uh, one of the one of the more high profile players on the team. He had a great game in Week One. Uh, his his uh, gym ownership mirroring the rise of his own NFL career. This is a saturated beat. There are lots of people covering this team. I think uh, I think every week we should give an award for the the best piece of Eagles content every week. I don't know if it's the the click of the week, clicking, uh, click cloaca. I don't know what the pun is yet. We'll figure it out. But uh, this week's award, I think, has to go to uh, the, the team website. Um, a wonderful bit of, uh, of video, a little peek inside the personalities of the player. And as, as it was described in the video, a taboo style game with uh, Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. I thought this was inventive. I thought this was fascinating. And I give them a lot of credit for thinking outside the box and really coming up with something original. Am I so I can sell this for you, or I can have this. Uh, uh, Bo, when 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 Bo worked for the team website, uh, I would look forward to a the Wolf's Den, but also some of clock these of the these, week. clock of the week. That's good. Yeah, time. these these video features that he had, where uh, he would bring two players into what was essentially. I don't want to call it a storage closet because there was a vending machine in there, a vending machine closet, right? They have this beautiful facility and, and, and Bo would have a, a vending machine closet where he'd bring these two players and they would play a taboo style game. So oh, um, I don't remember that. That's, but that sounds but, similar, <laughs> but Bo, you should view it like this. Imitation is a form of flattery, right? They're going back to the well because the well worked, right? Why did they need to create? Yeah, I, I, I mean, no, you know, I'm a fan of comedy, as 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 you may know. It's funny, <laughs> and, and, and and so uh, I I I remember very well. Uh, 
I was watching this interview with with Jerry Seinfeld, and he was he was talking about why he doesn't you know recite you know he doesn't have a new hour every year. For instance, there's a lot of comics who have a new hour every year. Jerry Seinfeld doesn't. And his his yeah, point I think was his, I think his I think his trenchant takes on uh, airplane food are still hard hitting stuff. <laughs> well, his 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 point was was that uh, is is Mick Jagger. Um, when you go to see Mick Jagger, you want him to play the hits. You know, you don't want him to play play the new stuff. You're you're going to see the hits, right? Well, you have hits there. They're playing the hits. They're playing what they know works. So you should be flattered by that. I'm not sure I followed the the full thread there. Um, one thing that I do love about <laughs> you, Zach, it, Bo. <laughs> well, well, yeah. One thing I do love about you is you've already done this twice in this episode. Is like. <laughs> Oh well, uh, do you want me to sell it or not? And then you you sort of sell it, but you're also like not really selling it because you're talking about the fact that you're selling it. It's a good, uh, you know, one of these days you'll jump all the way in. So a true story for you, Marissa, and I suppose for our 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 loyal audience here. And I apologize because I'm deviating from Eagles discussion when we show when I actually want to purposefully keep us more on Eagles discussion. But I was at the library this morning and I saw a book that uh, I said, this could really help me with the podcast, okay? And so I look forward to digging into it this weekend. I can't endorse the book yet because I haven't read it, but it's called Good Arguments. And it says, <laughs> it's how debate teaches us to listen and be heard. And you would like to know the author of the book is named Bo. Oh, I mean, yeah. if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. He is a two-time debating world champion. So that's what uh, That's your itinerary for Sunday. Yeah, for Monday yeah, before, before the late Zach, night pod. You've been complaining all week that you haven't been getting enough sleep, and now you're giving yourself an extra homework assignment. <laughs> that's not an extra homework assignment. That's fun to read a good book. Is fun. That's not. That's and how you can find learn the time. how to argue better. I mean, yeah, I, I. So there's so many times on this podcast where I feel uh, where I come away thinking I had a cogent point, but I did not articulate it the way I, I wanted to. Or Bo's sheer force of personality, one, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, overcame me job. there. So, so perhaps, perhaps uh, this this book will 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 give me some insight on how to better debate you. Anyways, we it. should talk football. I, mean, I don't I don't view this as a debate show. I think we're just having a conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. And again, uh, congratulations to uh, the Eagles and the sponsorship money. They're they're. Uh, Reeling in with the cluck of the week on the taboo style game. Uh, good stuff. All right. Uh, Zach, let's talk a little bit about this matchup. We, we obviously talked to Arif. Um, mm -hmm. And in the time between talking to Arif and recording this <laughs> podcast, he decided to leave the athletic. So I think that tells you the power of this show. Congratulations to him. <laughs> or, or, or perhaps it can't get any better, right? It's like. That's yeah. Right. That's the other way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. Some comedians, Bo, like to say, you know, you should you should leave them with the biggest laugh, right? Mm. When you know, that's it. Thanks it everybody. Top. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks everybody. So yeah, he he, he did well. But uh, yeah, this this is a huge matchup. I've been digging into it. I've been watching Are the Reef Vikings versus the Athletic. No, the Vikings versus <laughs> uh. the Eagles. And uh, I gotta say, like, I was really impressed with this Vikings team. It, that you know, you you hear about the McVay coaching tree, but then you you watch that offense and it looks very similar to the way the Rams uh, play and want to play. Well, I think what is what is really interesting about this matchup and what has me, has me excited about it is that I, I think this matchup is designed to tell us a lot about the Eagles um, relative okay. to last week on both sides of the ball. When the Eagles have the ball, you know, Jalen Hurts was great last week in in scrambling, but uh, the Lions were blitzing a lot and they were playing in man coverage a lot. The Vikings are going to do neither of those things. Uh, they, I think they blitzed four times last week. They had a bunch of different looks up front, but they did not send more than four rushers very often. And they played heavy zone. So uh, it's going to be a different kind of test for Jalen Hurts. Um, can he get the ball out quick? Can he read the defense well? Can he, can he read things pre-snap? Um, I think, you know, we'll talk about how much they might force feed the ball to Devontae Smith. But I think on that side of the ball, it's going to tell us a lot about how much how much better Jalen Hurts has gotten as a passer. On the other side of the ball, uh, the Lions had a very good offensive line and Jared Goff got rid of the ball very quickly. 
the Vikings, the middle of the offensive line is not very good. And Kirk Cousins does not get rid of the ball that quickly. I think uh, last year he was towards the the bottom of the league in in um, in time to throw. He it, it's he he's um, if you they have the percentages on on True Media of how often he gets rid of it in less than two and a half seconds, and how and then it's you know two and a half to three and over three, and he's at both ten poles. So like he will get rid of the ball quickly sometimes, but he is also prone to holding the ball. And uh, we will find out in this game if the Eagles pass rush is, is better than they were last week. If Jonathan Gannon can put something together, I don't like I don't I don't even view the Justin Jefferson. Can they corral him as yeah. a as a real test? Because I think the answer is going to be no. But I want to see if the pass rush can get home against Kirk Cousins because well, so they, they should be able to. So I think on both sides of the ball, this is and it's also it's a, it's a good team. So like it's a real measuring stick game. Week two is this team is the Eagles team right now a contender or are we going to have to be talking about? wins against an easy schedule, you know, for the first 10 weeks of the season. And we'll, we still don't really know about them. So I'm excited about, about what this game is going to tell us about the Eagles. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a, that's a good summation there. And I would warn against, uh, I was talking about this earlier um, with it, uh, with some other people that uh, the expectation should not be, or can be uh, that they, they stop Justin Jefferson, right? Justin Jefferson has, I believe 15 100 yard receiving games since he came in, into the NFL. Um, he's he's going to get his. Now there's a difference between getting his and having, you know, a what was it, a 10 kit, a, a 10 catch, 150 a yard performance. But uh, there's a reason why Justin Jefferson's one of the, the best players in the NFL. You're you're not going to shut him down. Um, there are things you can do, and I am curious to see if there's any creativity in the coverage. But when it comes to the Eagles defense, there's there's two things in particular that I I, I want to see. A, can that pass rush get home? Um, they 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 need to put pressure on Kirk Cousins. And uh, I'm I I don't want to say I'm tired of hearing, but the the excuse or the rationalization that well the quarterback gets rid of the ball quickly, that doesn't that doesn't fly as much with with me anymore because the coverage and the rush need to marry each other. Yes. And so if 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 there is a a third and seven, right? And Justin Jefferson catches a pass for nine yards because the Eagles are playing off coverage and Kirk Cousins was able to get rid of the ball quickly because you know the Eagles are are playing soft on third down. And so then you say where was the pass rush after the game? And then they say, well Kirk Cousins got rid of the ball so quickly. Well the reason he got rid of the ball so quickly is the coverage allowed him to do so. And yeah. I get, I get that philosophically you're trying to keep your trying to prevent the deep ball, limit the explosive plays. Uh, and that, and, and that makes sense to me. Right. But most of those, those deep plays that quarterback needs to spend time in his pocket. There's opportunity there to sack the quarterback. Um, so it, you, you can't just live with this idea that the quarterback's going to get rid of the ball quickly the, you're you're going to allow the receiver to catch it because you're playing off, and then they're going to march down the field. Kirk Cousins, I had the the numbers in a in a piece today. He's he's a 68 percent career passer. He completed over 70 percent of his passes last week. Like he is the type of quarterback who feasted on the Eagles last year. The Eagles were one in seven in games when the quarterback completed over 70 percent of their passes last year. So uh, it's it's a losing. That's recipe. insane. It's not insane that they were one and seven. It's insane that there were eight games in which they gave yep. up seventy percent passing. Yeah, um, I, I want to make sure I have that stat correct, but it was in it was in the weekly picks this 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 morning. And and the 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 point being that if 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 you allow that to happen, then it's going to happen, and it's not going to be good for the team. I think that's exactly right. And and there were several times last week in which that was the case on third down when they were playing off. And, it, you know, Josh Sweat had a good rush, but Jared Goff was able to get the ball out quickly because there wasn't that symbiosis between the pass rush and, and the coverage. And so, yes, Wait, I think. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I I don't mean to interrupt. I, I, I just have it here. That's all right. I'll uh, sell your interruption. <laughs> uh, there were eight games last year where the opposing uh, quarterbacks completed at least 75% of their passes. 75. And, and the Eagles were one and seven in, in, in those games. And, and that was opposing quarterbacks. It wasn't the quarterback. Cause I, I sorted it um, by 
the opposing passer by the opposing passing stats. So if there was a game with multiple quarterbacks, that would that would be included. Got it. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. I don't remember what I was talking about. So <laughs> you were talking you're, about you're, how you're how, how they can't let this happen. Yeah. I think we're going to, I think, you know, I think we've already learned a little bit about Jonathan Gannon, but I think this is a, this is an interesting test uh, for him and especially the pass rush. And, and I will say that the pass rush, you know, we're, we're talking about the marriage between coverage and pass rush and that is on Gannon, but the pass rush itself is not just on Jonathan Gannon. I mean, there is a, there is a world in which um, it's just, Hassan Reddick and uh, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and Brandon Graham are not as good as we were expecting um, in terms of winning one-on-one matchups, but uh, that's not that's not really a good excuse either. But that's it is on the players too, and it's not just on the defensive coordinator. I I imagine it it, it was not a uh, or it was a purposeful exclusion that Josh Sweat was not in that category. Yeah, for you. <laughs> in general i mean i think josh wet is as good as i look, do think, when, i think yeah. the the reddick thing is the thing that's really I mean, yeah. we already we've talked about it in both episodes this week but that's the thing that's really on my radar and it's not the uh the the topic that is is popular on radio right now in terms of how often he's dropping it's like let's be a little bit more correct let's let's game up some matchups for him to win where it's not just so telegraphed where he's coming from because that's not how how he has been so successful and 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 uh, credit to Denise. Um, <clears throat> I I I'm always worried I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Denise. Denise, uh, who had a clip on Twitter today, uh, I, I believe it was it was today where he he demonstrated uh, the Eagles having um, having Hassan Reddick actually lining. Yeah, I'm, my days are all over the place here. That's what, no, no, uh, that's that's yeah. it's actually it was okay. today, but today is okay. Thursday. Yes, uh, lining up in the in the middle there, but basically that that like sets the tight end free, and it was an easy completion for for Jared Goff. So check out Denise is um, outstanding analysis there. Okay, uh, and how about on the other side of the ball, Zach? Uh, I glossed over the offense a, a little bit, but what are you uh, what are you expecting from from that side of the ball? Some so yes. <laughs> So, so a few things here. Okay. This is, this is a, and some, some, some guys talked about this today, AJ Brown, but the numbers back this up. And when you watch it, it backs it up. This is a heavy zone team, right? Eagles saw a lot more man last week than they'll see against the Vikings. Um, and if you heard AJ Brown kind of summarize what he sees from this Vikings defense, it's actually similar philosophically to what uh, Jonathan Gannon wants, where, you know they're they're gonna play zone. They're they want to keep you in in front of them. They want to limit the big plays, right? Um, now that 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 doesn't always work. If you watch that Packers Vikings game, you saw a play down the right sideline where uh, Aaron Rodgers had had Christian Watson. He he beat Patrick Peterson, I believe, it, it, uh, who was in coverage on that side. First play uh, and, of the game, and 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 Watson dropped the ball, right? So um, uh, and 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 actually that that that, that came up with a brief, I believe, that play. Um, but, 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 but yeah, this is, this is a, uh, this is a team you're going to see a lot of zone. I actually think it's going to be advantageous for Devonte Smith. We spoke about, um, them almost force feeding Devonte the ball, but I think, you know, when you're playing, um, some of these zone coverages and, and Devonte's ability to, to find soft spots in the zone, his, his route running, I think there, I think he can do some things there that, that could help the Eagles. Um, whether that's a big AJ Brown week or not, we'll see. I have I imagine AJ Brown is going to command a lot of attention. Uh, but as we discussed on, again, my days are all messed up here. As we discussed on Wednesday or Tuesday, uh, it was it was Tuesday. <laughs> it, we discussed it on Wednesday. Yes, um, <laughs> it was like an Eagles Tuesday. The Eagles were off that day. Um, uh, they are going to, uh, find, you know, they're they're sorry. <laughs> I, I, I got thrown off here, um, but it, it, they're going to find ways to get Devontae the ball. And then the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll say too is, is a reef pointed out the, um, the rushing lanes that Aaron Rodgers had and did not take advantage of. Uh, I'm curious to see how the Vikings adjust that knowing 
that Jalen Hurts is is really good at this. Um, and I imagine whether it's on Monday night or this season, what you're going to see teams do is almost limit their pass rush, like not get too deep in the pocket. Basically, force to force Jalen Hurts to beat them with his arm. You know, they'll drop guys in coverage. They're not going to blitz. You know, the Lions blitzed last week. There teams are. I, I, there are, are going to be teams who might not blitz, and it's it's going to be like, all right, you guys can run the ball. What's so funny here? It's a chat thing. A Chad thing? A Chad Bo chat. Bo chat. has access to right in the chat. Zach, so. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this was a comment from like way earlier in the pod. So just, okay. just disregard. I'm going to wrap this that. up quickly because I, I feel like I'm talking too <laughs> and much. And that here, comment but... in there is not from me. <laughs> Making that very but... clear. I already Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, bottom line is, is I think teams are, are, are going to, uh, sit back and force Jalen Hurts to try to throw on them. And so I'm, uh, uh, we'll see if that happens this week. Where do you rank Kevin O'Connell in your, uh, head coach attractiveness rankings? I don't have head coach attractiveness rankings, so I don't, I can't rank him. <laughs> I think it's, but I, I imagine you do because you, you, you ask the question. I was just thinking about it. Well, a little taller than I was expecting in person. A little taller? Yeah. He played quarterback in the league. Well, yeah, but he's still a tall, tall drink of water. Kind of a square face, you know? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I remember him at San Diego State. Okay. Yeah, six yeah, six foot five. I'm looking at it here. It was a third round pick in 2008. Yeah. Not a very good player turned out in the NFL. Relatively I mean, if speaking. you, yeah, if you make it to the league, yeah, that's oh, a, sure. That's I mean, yeah, better than me, no doubt about that. But uh, and he 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 like played on, yeah, he he played on that that 2008 Patriots team, which you 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 might remember as an interesting year for the Patriots because Tom Brady got hurt in Week One, and Bill Belichick still went 11 and five that year with Matt Castle quarterback. Matt Castle, who's been sacked uh, three times or two times by Brandon Graham. Both As you can fumbles. read this week. Yes. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, not a winner of Cluck of the Week. That was, again, the Eagles taboo style game, which you can check out on their website. No, but but we should use this this podcast in part for promotion. I thought Bo had really two good, like, like Bo locker room pieces this this. It's nice that. to be back in the locker room. Exactly. I don't know how good those pieces are, but it's nice to nice to be able to do no. them again. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so you did a good job there. All right. Uh, let's take a little break. It's Twooper time when we come back. Let's let's dig into this bad boy. Uh, Deniz, once again, has submitted some chaos possibilities. And Marissa, after dominating last week, but still backing into a tie. I didn't dominate. I didn't get the W, so hmm. fair slate today. I'm ready. Full, yeah, exactly. And it'll be two points up for up for grabs. So a little word from our sponsors and back with some super sore casting. Okay. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa. We move to super sore casting. Zach and I have five turkeys to carry over. So we will have 20, five, that is. That's it. <laughs> 29 turkeys with which to bid. Marissa has 24. Uh, I think we shake up the order this week. Uh, Marissa, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, and we'll have Denny's go. His prompts go at four, eight, and twelve. Mm-hmm. I'll go second. Zach, you go third. Terrific. Five. No, is that joke? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. It's okay. I'll wear it. I'll wear All right. It. All right. We got a lot of good submissions from the chat, um, and a lot involving Jalen Raker. Mm. So I am going to pick. Jalen Rager will have at least one catch. And I'm going one. Three. Four. Um, For some context here for our listeners, Jalen Rager last week played zero offensive snaps. He played four special team snaps. And was the primary punt returner. Yes. Four going once. 
I think it's a good one. For going twice, I think they're going to give him a touch. Five. So, <laughs> wow, he got it in. He got it in. You know what? He was thinking the bet. He was thinking the joke was worth it. That's what. Yes, that's exactly. The, the comedy fan in Zach overtook <laughs> exactly. the munger inside of him. Seinfeld, Seinfeld on his shoulder, out argued the munger on his shoulder. The Seinfeld read the book, the Great Arguments book. Munger didn't. So Zach has five, five going once, five going twice. Five is sold to ZB, a Jalen Rager catch. I think that's a good one. I think, like you said, I think they're going to give him a little love and let him let him show out there. Maybe so not as, too much, but I think they're going to give him a, a target. As Arif said, a heavy 11 personnel team, but not a team that really uh, mixes the three receivers they play. So you're going to see a lot of KJ Osborne as the third receiver. People like a KJ Osborne. Yeah, I don't blame them. I like a KJ Osborne. Okay. All right, I'll go next. Uh, Devontae Smith has a touch or a target on one of the Eagles' first two offensive plays. Ooh, I had this one too, but I had top five, so that's mm. a lot harder. Five. Wow. Five. Wow. On the wait, first wait, two wait, plays. wait, wait. <laughs> at least one of them, right? Not both of them. No, yeah, at least one of the first two plays. They okay. either throw it to him or hand it to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so yeah. you just bid five. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't think that was that asinine of a... <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't even start at one. Yeah, but it just went right to it. It's... Yeah. Well, for the for the sake of time, it is a Friday after all, right? So... <laughs> no, it's a Thursday. <laughs> in, in my mind. Oh, five. That's a high. That's six. a high. Oh, Marissa went six. Mm -hmm. I like that. But if, I wish I didn't use the choke on Rager because then I would have had more turkeys to bid here. Six going once. So it's just target, though. He doesn't have to catch it. Yeah. Okay. Six going twice. Seven. Seven. Munger. Aggressive ZP. Seven going once. Well, this is an important week. Seven going it's, twice. It's, it's like winning two weeks here. Sold. Devontae wow. Smith. 13 turkeys right off the bat. No, 12. 12. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, journalism school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach. Um, so before I use that, the uh the self-deprecating five joke. I actually was 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 gonna tell you that my swoopers, it's like a crossword puzzle that has a theme. Okay. All my swoopers are gonna have a five theme to it. So that wow, that was very yeah, nice. This okay. Week. Okay. So um there are uh at least five rushing touchdowns in this game. Ooh. Five rushing touchdowns. One. Two. The over-under is, is at like 52. 52 and a half. 52 and a half. It's the third highest over-under of the week. So that shows you that Vegas is expecting points in this game. I just got a text from Michael that says 7 plus 5 equals 12. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have two right now. Two going once. Two three. going. Ooh, three. Hmm. Five rushing touchdowns. Eagles had four last week and the Lions had three, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I like the Walt Whitman High School flex there, by the way, Marissa. Yeah, I know. By right? Like he went to the same yeah. college as me. Like, sorry, bud. Like <laughs> 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 got the same degree. <laughs> It feels like I'm going to regret passing on this one, but I'm going to let it go. Four going once. Four going twice. I thought it was three. Oh, you you have it for three? Is that right? Okay. You, I said one. You said two. Yeah, you're right. Giving away my turkeys. Okay, you're right. Get used to this, Marissa. Three going once. Yes. <laughs> three going twice. Sold. Marissa, that's a good one, I feel like. It wasn't really three because I was thinking I see myself. <laughs> Chat, help us out. 
I'm pretty sure it was three. We'll have to play back right. at the team. Here comes here comes Daniels. By the way, uh, I'm sorry. I, totally I the over under is is fifty and a half, not fifty two and a half. I apologize. Okay. Malakalpa accepted. I am opening the document for the very first time. Okay. Um, chat says no one said four. Okay. So, okay. All right. The item. Devontae Smith has two or more receptions. And this is an increasing bid all pay auction. Players bid out loud as an as a usual auction, but bidding must begin at one turkey and then increase by one turkey at a time. So if one player bids one, the next bid must be two, and so on. Once bidding stops, the player who bid last, and hence the most, wins the item. And all players must pay whatever their highest bid was during the bidding process. Mm. I think I might have to read that again. So we, uh, it's 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 normal, except that you can only advance your bid by one turkey increments, and whatever your last bid is, you pay that whether you win it or lose it. Okay. So the the item is Devonte Smith has two or more receptions. Yes. Deeper, one. Frustrated. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Nine. Ten. Ten. Eleven. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. <laughs> Jeez. Um, how many turkeys do I have? You have seventeen left, so this would be your last. I mean, seventeen. Eighteen. <laughs> so Zach loses all of those. Nineteen. <laughs> oh my god! Dennis has just ruined Zach's weekend. <laughs> it's not even the weekend yet. <laughs> well, twenty. Twenty-one, and you can't bid. So I'm out have, too. And you've only got one turkey left. We can't finish the round. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna dominate now. We gotta reset this here. No, I have eight turkeys left. You're out of turkeys, and Marissa has one turkey left. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> wow, what a week for me. Now you gotta you you can't you have to do this the submissions you were gonna have anyway. You can't just do uh Boston Scott has four hundred rushing yards. <laughs> Zach is I'm I'm obviously frustrated too, but like the, the you know, total just anguish on Zach's. Yeah, face I mean I wasn't gonna go that high, but once you guys once you guys were bidding all your turkeys and I have the most turkeys left, I mean I'm I'm in I'm in great shape. Well, once I got to that point, I'm like, I might yeah. as well win it. Yeah, like there that's was fair. that's that's what I thought too. I well, didn't think you were gonna keep going. But... All right, all right, Marissa, it's up to it's your next. So I have one left. You have one left. And you have eight. I have eight left. Yeah. Okay. And how many items are left? Eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Very thrown off here. Okay. Miles Sanders has the longest run of the game. One. <laughs> I'm so frustrated myself. If, if I am you so are listening frustrated to this on audio, you need to come I am, to YouTube. <laughs> I am so frustrated myself because I was gonna sit that one out <laughs> all together. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have this one because I'm gonna save because there's there's exactly enough left for us both to have them all. Uh yeah. And I can bid two on one of them. I'm going to let you have this one. Well, that's why I bid the one because. Oh, wait, no, no, that doesn't make sense because then I'll just get the rest. No, but then I'll have one turkey left over. All right. So, yeah, this is this is what makes sense. Okay. You get it. Sanders longest run. And I need five rushing touchdowns. So at least they're. All right. So I have the rest. I can just announce them and I'm getting everything that's left for one turkey. (laughs) Uh, One of mine here is. Jack Stoll has a catch. 
So I'll take that for one. Uh, Jack stole catch. Zach, what's yours? There's exactly five sacks in this game. Oh, okay. Your five, your five thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly between, five, combined. Yeah, between the two teams. Okay. Well, that's not very exciting for me. All right. What's Denise got next? I'll try. I'll, I'll I'll take it if I can borrow turkeys from next <laughs> week. This is I. I'm so frustrated at myself. Okay. So Zach has two and I have two, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Dana's second one. This isn't, there's no red writing in here. So this is a normal one. Out of Vikings players named Jalen, whose last names end with or, the one player, the one who plays the most total snaps in the game, including special teams, is not Jalen Rager. I think I need to read that. There's Jalen Naylor. Is there another one? So out of Vikings players named Jalen, whose last name ends with O-R, the one who plays the most total snaps in the game, including special teams, is not Jalen Rager. Right. I just want to make sure that there's only two. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't think it matters. Unless you don't want to bid and you want to save your turn. No, no, I'll take it. I'll I'll take Jalen Naylor. Okay. Uh, What's yours, Marissa? Okay, I'm working off two lists here. There are there are two or more lead changes in the fourth quarter. Okay, I'll take that for one. <laughs> These are not uh, gimmies for me. Okay, um, mine. Uh, my next one again. I, I should just give myself. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts throws a pass. But I have. I thought we're being honest here. Uh, uh, we are. So I'm telling okay. you that I have Hassan Reddick has at least half a sack. Okay. <laughs> I don't buy. It. I don't buy that. That's what it was. You want to look at my paper? <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, the one I I I have here is Kirk Cousins throws for five touchdowns. Mm. Throws for five. Yes. Yeah, you're giving me tough ones. Are you getting it for one turkey? It's like, uh, all right. What's our last one from Dennis? I I don't like this this thing where you lose turkeys, but don't. This is the second week in a row where you lose turkeys, but you don't get any. Well, you're gonna have to figure out what your what your process is gonna be for these now. I'm gonna simply sit out Denise questions for now for the sake of my yeah. Because I, I mean the way I health. well yeah and and I I mean just from a strategy perspective. Right. It's I'd, I I'd rather, you know, have have I'd rather have something in my pocket than nothing at all. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in my pocket. But like it's also like he 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 did it strategically because the the item was Devonte Smith has two or more receptions. Like, yeah, the, the ones that he yeah. does these funky things to, they're like likely to happen. So it's like, are you going to give up your turkeys? Just yeah, for I that wish automatic did, point. I wish he did that like third in the order and then there would be. Yeah, that wouldn't be as fun as he knows that he's doing it early to affect the rest of the round. I'm going to uh, look, I, I admire and uh, the university of Pennsylvania. I am, I'm going to try to, I actually messaged him about this last year. can try to, to audit a class, sit in on a class, try to get effective strategies. It, it, it'll be better for the pod, I imagine, than, than, than me reading this book. Oh, well, that I disagree. I, I feel like the pod, the entertainment of the pod, it, uh, excels when you are in personal turmoil. But Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I was upset I lost my turkeys, but Zach losing his turkeys is <laughs> way better. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. <laughs> All right, what's our last one from Dennis? Okay. This is a normal one, too. The end zones will be painted with the new Eagles word mark, even though the jerseys will still have the old one. Eh. Yeah, it's going to happen. Gross. All right. All right. So I have one turkey left. You guys are wiped out. Zach has Jalen Rager has a catch. And Devontae Smith has a touch or target on one of the first two Eagles plays from scrimmage. Marissa has... There are at least five rushing touchdowns in the game, and Miles Sanders has the longest run of the game. I have Devontae Smith has at least two catches. Jack Stoll has a catch. There are five, exactly five sacks. Jalen Naylor plays more snaps, including special teams, than Jalen Rager. 
There are at least two lead changes in the fourth quarter. Hassan Reddick has at least a sack. Kirk Cousins throws exactly five touchdowns, and the Eagles' word mark is in the end zone. I I might is even though I played this the best, I might not necessarily definitely win this week. I mean, those are there's some ones in there that should hit. The Devontae sure. one. Should, Wait, but I need clarification happen, but... on the sacks. Was it Eagles sacks or was it? It was combined. Oh, it was combined. In com- there are exactly five combined sacks in the game. Okay. Just making making sure. I I came in. I I mean, believe it or not, I came in with a strategy today, and then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am again. I'm, if there's only one part of the week that you watch on YouTube as a as a listener, it should be Swooper just to see the pain in Zach's face and and the uh, the horror film uh, saw that. Denis is doing to Zach in his you want to play a game is just I mean human <laughs> drama the pathos I will gladly give Bo the two points for the uh the reaction we just got there so I will mm. not gladly do it but you know what let's I'm hoping hey for you either, never know yeah I mean perhaps there's a tie again right so there you go all right, all right. Uh, let's take a little break and come back with our crystal ball eagle predictions and any final thoughts on the matchup. All right. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Everybody's shaking off the swooper. We're ready to turn our attention to the crystal ball eagle. And uh, let's let's talk about the matchup, Zach. What are you thinking? I was we were talking about this at at um, at practice today. Uh, one of the other beat writers was like, who you who are you picking? And I was saying, like, this this happens in the in the media house on like Tuesday or Wednesday. People are like, oh, who are you picking this week? I don't know. It's, uh, let me let me get through the week first. I got to let this matchup settle into my bones. You know, let's let's see how things go. What, what I, I got to feel the juju. So I don't. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure who I'm picking yet. You go first. So I'm gonna be the thermostat, not the, and not the thermometer, right? I'm going to. I I I need to bring the energy here. I'm get past what just happened and you know have a brave face for the team. All right. Here we go. Eagles Vikings. Okay. You know it's not that important, right? A swooper? Uh, I mean, I, you know, it, the, the, the way you do anything is the way you do everything, right? So, uh, you try to, <laughs> you know, you take pride in, in, in what you do. Um, Eagles Vikings this week. Big game, huge game. Uh, I, you said it, it's, it's a measuring stick type game or a, a game where you have a better sense of the team. And I agree with that. Um, I think that the, the the qualifier I'll give is if the Eagles win this game, I can see them being seven and zero, let's say, or six and zero. If they lose this game, I can see them being five and one, right? But the the question that that that's going to linger uh, is, well, how are they going to do against a really good team, right? Because there aren't that many of these really good teams on the schedule. Well, I'm not crowning the Vikings here, but they are a team that I think we can all agree. Is going to be in the mix for the postseason this year. They have they have talent. Um, you know they beat the Packers in in week one. So uh, yeah, that that being the context of the game, I I expect this to be a relatively high scoring game. I motion roll the Super Bowl. Victory. Hey, I abs that'd be a fine book for those for who the are, audio listeners. Yeah. There's a, yeah. a comment in the chat that says underdogs Zach Berman's emotional road to a super victory. Mm-hmm. The only difference is I'm the defending champions. The Eagles weren't the defending champions when, uh, when they won. Um, so, but, at, but Zach, at what cost? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so I, I'm expecting points, right? Like I, I don't think this is going to be a game in the teens. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be played in, in into the 30s. I, I think that you're going to see better effort, or or I, I shouldn't say better effort, better outcome, better performance from Jonathan Gannon's defense. I don't think you're going to come away thinking that they've got it figured out. Um, but I, I see improvement there. Uh, jokingly, uh, my two predictions for this game is that the first pass of the game on offense is to Devontae Smith, and the Vikings uh, find a way to get Jalen Rager the ball, and, and they give me two points in swooper. But in all seriousness, um, I, I'm expecting this to be close, as I advised you in – or as I advised readers in the picks column today, I would take the Vikings with the points, 
they are uh, two-point underdogs here, and given that it's a close game, and given the Vikings are a good team, and given the way this Eagles defense has, has fared, that's that's probably the the uh, safer play. But I think the Eagles can, can win this game, so I'm doing this strategy here where I pick the Eagles to win but not to cover. Um, and uh, have that's, both sides. Yeah, so... Uh, At least they're I, honest about it. Yeah, I would go with the over. Um, I'm, I'm saying Eagles 27, Vikings 26. It's a close game. The team that has the ball last wins, and that occurs when uh, the Eagles, uh, late in the game, Jalen Hurts puts together a drive with like a minute 38 left to bring them in the field goal range, and uh, Nick Sirianni does not play for a 64-yard field goal. Instead, he plays for a 46-yard field goal, and the Eagles kick the 46-yard the 46-yard field goal to win the game. Eagles 27, Vikings 26. Marissa, are you laughing at him kicking a 46-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick a 46-year-old to kick, who would it be? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't know any 46-year-olds. <laughs> okay. Maybe Mike so, Gundy is that age right now. Go ahead, Zach. So the injury report just came out. Um, tight end Jack Stoll, who had the ankle injury, full participation practice, so helps the Eagles. Oh, that would have been personnel. tough if he wasn't playing. And I, yeah, it helps. helps, helps the whole turkey on him? Yeah, helps, helps both swooper. Uh, Landon Dickerson was only one limited today. This was not rest. He has an illness, and so he was limited because of an illness. Uh all the guys who who uh, rested yesterday, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samalo, and Josh Sweat were full participants in today, Friday, in what is typically a Thursday practice. Mm. Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck on the call for this game. Wonder if we'll get uh, uh, Troy Aikman mentioning like being booed by the Eagles fans mm-hmm. when he was a Cowboy, or like uh, any mention of one of the players he played with. Feels like those are pretty good odds. Maybe maybe he'll mention the uh, Marcus Epps story. That that would be more Joe Buck than Troy Aikman, but maybe. Well, you don't think Troy Aikman can read? I did not say that. I think that's uh, what Joe you Buck, inferred or implied. No, I've I've gotten a few um, I've gotten a few mentions in the past. So, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right, that well, came out. Sorry. <laughs> That came out. Sports writer of the year over here. Uh, that, I, I did not mean it like that. I just mean that there's more evidence that he would do so than Troy Aikman would do so. That's the only way I meant it. Well, I hope he does it again just so we can keep this thread going. I I hope he does it as well, frankly. That'll be great. <laughs> yes, that'll be great for my stories. It'd be funny if he said uh, there's a great Marcus Epps story on The Athletic you have to read. It's this uh, interview about Mike Epps and Omar Epps. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Loving basketball. All right. Um, I think, uh, as I said before, I think I think this game is going to tell us a lot about the Eagles. Um, I also, you know, week two, I'm trying to guard against overlearning things from week one. Um, like, I don't uh, – our – Instinct is to say this Vikings team is really good because they beat the Packers, but that was just one game. Uh, you know, we'll see if they can carry it over. My my guess here for the Eagles game plan is that they showed that they want to pass it more last week. I think we might see a bit of a 2021 second half of the season type commitment to the run against the Vikings team that was not good in run defense last year. They brought in a couple players to help plug the middle of that defense, but let's see if they can prove that. Uh, the Packers got away from the running game a little bit last week in, in part because of the game script. And so I think we may see the Eagles turn the dial a little bit more towards uh, running the ball in this game than they did last week. But I, I, I'm leaning Vikings and it, to me, it comes down to I just don't trust the Eagles' defense to stop the Vikings' offense when it matters. And I think that that's going to play out. I don't think they're going to have a great plan for Justin Jefferson. Um, I think he goes off in, in a big way. I think the Eagles are able to put up points on offense. I think this is going to be a good game. But I'm going to take the Vikings 30, Eagles 24. Eagles follow the one and one. 
still still a long season to go. Marissa, do you want to? Did I ask you last week? You don't want to make picks, right? Yeah, I'll just listen listen to you guys. You guys are the experts. But um, I did I did in our Jets pod we make three picks, and um, I did pick the Eagles, so mm. I don't have to do a score or anything. So I was I'm riding with like the home crowd and the Monday night. Yeah, feel that's true. This could be this could be a big atmosphere. The a Monday yeah. night for the home opener. Yeah, lubed up crowd. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be exciting. Yep. And for those five rushing touchdowns, Mm -hmm. Miles Sanders to go off, you know, all that. Uh, For (laughs) those watching college football tomorrow, uh, Marissa's Terps are playing against SMU. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bo's Demon Deacons are playing Liberty. They're not my Demon Deacons. Uh, Isn't that game canceled or something? (laughs) Am I wrong? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't care about them. I care about Princeton. And then Syracuse is playing Purdue. Uh, so, the, so those Tigers are, are playing. Games. The Tigers are playing Stetson at one o'clock. Nice. Look I, for a, look for a big game from Andre Yoshivas. Okay. Anything okay. else college football you're watching this weekend, Zach? Yeah, some good games. I I, I mean, there's uh, off the top of my head, BYU Oregon. That that's gonna be a good game. Um, there's uh, there's let me try to think. Georgia Tech's playing Ole Miss. Yeah, that that's a big line there. Oklahoma against Nebraska, the first game in the post uh, Scott Frost era. Um, I'm trying to think what well, you know. Florida State plays tonight, um, so there's yeah, there's some there's some good games on this weekend. I will give a plug. We just had our first episode this week. Um, Andy Staples and Dane Brugler are doing a show this year on the Athletic Football Show feed, and it is like a crossover between NFL and college football. So talk a little bit about the current rookies in the NFL and what we saw in the previous week, as well as looking ahead to the college football weekend and the top prospects that you should be watching heading into next year's draft. So definitely like check that, that out. Yeah. And, and one, uh, a game that, that is probably gonna be watched by our, our former co-hosts. And I imagine a lot of our audiences is, uh, is Penn state Auburn. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a big game in this area, even though it's played down in Auburn, Alabama. Zach, where do you think Jordan Davis ranks in snaps among defensive tackles in this game? Do you think he'll be fifth again? I think he's my fourth this game. Ahead of Tui? Ahead of Tui. Well, I mean, Tui played a great game. He's the one who should be on the field more. Yeah, Tui did play well. Yeah, Tui did play well. Uh, How many over under two and a half catches for Kenny Gainwell? I wish this this was the Denise Swooper instead of the one that I – I, yeah, but it's an over under. It's not a. It's not a sweep. Uh, yeah, but he he could have said Kenny Gainwell has over two catches, right? Okay. Um. So I am gonna go under. For Gainwell. I, I do two. think the the Gainwell thing is on my radar in the same way that the defense is on my radar. Like we talked about this, I think in the beginning of the season, there's a little bit too much of like, I want to use all these tools I have. Yeah. Uh, like look at all the things I can do, and not just like, let's get these things done that we can do really well and perfect them. Um, that's fair. And I think, I think that's very much what, what happens on defense. Like the, the flexibility to be four, three, three, four is great in theory. I think uh, like adding, having to do that throughout the game and switching back and forth, I think is like an extra headache for them. Um, I don't know. Gainwell is like, yeah, he's, he's nice, but let's, let's not like worry about trying to make him a thing when we have lots of other players that we can give the ball to. That's all. Over under uh, one target, uh, half a target for Noah Tangiai. Under. I don't think Noah Tangi. Well, he, he he might still be up, right? They might give Grant Calcaterra one more week to learn or to work on his blocking. Over Especially under fifty two and a half players on the active roster by game day. So not and not a practice squad elevation. Correct. Will they will they fill that hole before the game? I don't think so. Not really? at this point. Pretty hubristic. Why not? No, we don't. We don't. Need, we're so good. We don't even need fifty-three players. <laughs> I don't think they're thinking that uh, because I, I. I think that uh, they're going to. Um, they want that flexibility going into into next week. Is my guess um, at this week. Uh, at, at this point, unless you sign someone from your practice squad to your fifty-three, it's not going to be. You know, you're not going to sign from. You're not going to sign someone from a different practice squad to the fifty-three 
on a Friday. You can't do that, right? So it would have to be giving Covey the spot on the practice squad. Well, the point is, is that no one's signing your players right now to their 53, right? So it doesn't make sense for you to sign someone now to your practice squad, or, or I'm sorry, to your 53, unless you want to have more guys up than you can promote and you want to use that spot. Um, otherwise, it, it makes it, it would have made sense for them to sign somebody on Tuesday or Wednesday, like they did Robinson. Um, and but uh, I don't think that the only move they would do is if they're like, all right, let's just let's just stop this this elevation game and put Covey on the 53 now. I don't think they're going to do that for this week. I imagine they do that next week. Tell me who you think is going to lead the Eagles in tackles. Marcus Epps. Hmm. He led the team with uh, team high Berman, ten tackles Berman last bump. week. <laughs> it wouldn't be a bump. He he he. Uh, and I I mean I I say this since I say this sincerely because I, I I was doing a, a lot of Epps work um, leading up to that story in terms of you know looking at his his career and some of the games that he played. And I mean what I said on Wednesday's podcast that one thing that I it, Epps for me is a good lesson to remove all this context that I have about the players in my head when, when looking at them, um, because like he's been here since 2019 and I viewed him as a backup because he's been a backup. Uh, but he's, he's, he's not a backup, right? It's, it's not often you see a guy become a starter in year four, but that's what it's been for him. I thought the, I thought you had a lot of good quotes in there too. The guys, oh, the guys, Zach McPherson talking about how, uh, how he lives in the gym, uh, mm -hmm. Sway, uh, Slay saying he's, he's, uh, he thinks, what does he, what did he say? He thinks he's swole. Yeah. He thinks he's swole. Slay said he wants his kids, kids to work out there. Now, um, and then, and then uh, Avante Maddox was like, you know, when I was asking, so similar to what we we're just talking about, when I was asking about this trajectory, Maddox was like, no, I, I knew this was going to happen in 2019. Like I believed that he was, a, he was a starter from the first time I watched him. There's one thing, there's one throwaway sentence in that story that I wanted to ask you about. Please. Jalen Hurts visited. He did. Now, yes. did you take that as, wow, I didn't know Marcus Epps had such standing that the quarterback would come visit? Or did you take it as, wow, Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy who was willing to go to anything uh, that his teammates have going on in order to show support because he knows it means something? I appreciate you asking that question. I took it as, as the latter. Um, and I, I, I think it was, this was, I, I took Jalen Hurts' presence there as speaking more about Jalen than maybe kind of about, about Marcus. And I've heard different things, you know, you know, Jalen getting guys together and it's not like Jalen saying, Hey, Hey, come to Houston to work out with me. Right. Like, like Jalen's going to different places where his players are now. Um, I don't know, uh, if he was like, if he flew to California specifically for this, I mean, we know that we, we do know that know he was he, spending yeah, at least was, some time working out in yes, California. Yeah. Yes. But, but he was there and I don't think it was just like for a photo op. I think he was, he was there genuinely supporting his, his teammate. It's not something he, he, he wanted to like really have all this publicity about. He was doing it to support Marcus Epps. And I think without getting too into it, I think you could probably juxtapose that with a previous quarterback who, um, you know, maybe maybe wasn't always willing to uh, return the favor. At least we, I, we have heard. Right? That'll be a topic next week, right? There you go. <laughs> Good tease. Okay. All right, Zach. Good show. I'm sorry about your turkeys, but you right. know, yeah, you I, live I, to fight I, another day. I will learn from this experience too. But yeah, isn't that what life's about? It's it's another learning experience. Yeah, apps a hundred percent, hundred percent. Your progress is on the other side of discomfort. Is that yeah, what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're 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 never staying the same. You're either getting better, or you're getting worse. So, I'll get better next week. Marissa, any uh, words of motivation that you can you can give us? No, just news is the king. That's all I got. <laughs> it's making these. Don't talk to me until fun. I've had my coffee. Who's that? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> thinking of phrases that would appear on like a mug or something like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be with you. Now, Zach, in terms of things that uh, wear you down, there is, <laughs> there is Swooper. 
and there are very late night post game pods. How are mm. you feeling about how are you feeling about what's to come late into Monday night to Tuesday morning? This is the job, right? We only have what five of, of these late night uh, games a year, uh, and then you have the draft nights, right? Like this is the job. Yeah, it's not it's not fun, but it, it, the now the, the the covering the game, the podcast is fun. The late night and the early morning is not so fun, but but this is the job. So you will you will not hear me complain. And if I complain about it on the pod, um, you can you can reprimand me for that. Now, what I I, I will I, I I will say like sometimes it's like three a.m. and Bo's like, so what else do we got here? And I'm like, no, let's, let's let's wrap it up, right? Like like we've done we've done an hour and twenty minutes here. Like we don't need so. I, well, I think at that point, but well, I hope I'll remember to do that again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you guys are going to be together in the same will... same box again. Theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. So we're hoping the, for the poor custodian in Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, he he sees us in there in that room at like three a.m. and he's like, "Guys, come on, wrap this up. I, I can't leave until you leave." Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, That's a different podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I had that this morning. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back with you for a late, late, late post-game pod. Make sure that you check out all the coverage. Uh, there has been a lot on your Eagles page this week on The Athletic, and we've got a, another episode you could have listened to with Arif if you haven't listened to that. So lots of stuff, and that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. So for Daniz, for Zach, for Marissa, for the newest Detroit Lion, I'm Bo. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you after the game on Monday night. And as always, we love you.